It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? What a fantastic week. We just started here in Rancho Carlsbad, the golf course, and I'm working at our Operation 36 group programs. We had a fantastic week of academy classes. We had a lot of fun in the class. And I think some of the beginners who've never touched a golf club before, it was really a big eye opener for them. So if you haven't gotten your children into the game of golf yet, go out there, find a program for them and get them in and get them involved right away. We've also started doing toddler classes, which have just been a complete total blast for the children, and I've been enjoying coaching them as well. We've been keeping to about 30 to 40 minutes, and they're just small group programs where really we're out there having the children learn to play golf without them really knowing that they're actually learning to play golf. We've been doing a lot of story-based learning, so I'll read some stories to them and then try to have them help out these characters in the story with some of the tasks that are in front of them. So for example, we read a book on Curious George, all the golf balls turned into bananas, and we had to help get all the golf balls, aka the bananas, into the tree. And so George could then go collect them and eat them for his lunch. If you're looking for some great advice, a good resource is if you go to the Raising Golfers website, there is a tab on there and it says the guest wisdom. Click on that and there's just a bunch of gold in there. I think give all of us some inspiration And it's just a few things that you can quickly read through from all the guests that have come on the podcast that share their wisdom for us. A lot of takeaways. I would check into that regularly. I do. I go back and read them. And it really helps inspire me with my coaching, my parenting, and just my overall golf game. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the things that maybe some of the guests have come on and shared recently, just some of my thoughts and What we're going to talk about is things to help parents. So being a parent, I believe, is a delicate piece of art. You know, whether it's at home or grooming your child for life or even helping them in the journey of golf. And maybe we can try to help limit some of those silly things that we all do. And I'm guilty of it as well. Just to kind of help keep that positive environment and keep encouraging our children to want to continue to play golf for the rest of our lives. So one of the first things that I want to talk about is self-discovery and self-awareness. And this is something I've been doing with junior golfers, but actually also with adults as well. And rereading through some of the stuff that Lynn and Pia from Vision 54 put together, it kind of helped click with me how intelligent humans are. And by giving them opportunities to discover themselves as athletes, I think helps groom them and build them into players much faster. So, you know, one of the first things I think we all have to do, whether it's me as a coach or you listen as a parent, is just to be patient because it does take time for all of us to figure things out. And although we think we know what is best for somebody else, whether it's myself as a coach giving a lesson or as a parent for our children, it just takes time. And I now believe if we give children specifically time 
to have a little bit of that self-discovery and self-awareness, it gives them a chance to actually find themselves and find their own groove. And it just, it's really cool and fun to see how much they start to figure things out, whether it's hitting shots to the right or to the left, or even just getting the ball up in the air. I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm doing these toddler classes, like I mentioned earlier, and I'm currently coaching one of my friend's sons, and he's four and a half years old. And, you know, they've messed around in the backyard. They've just been having a lot of fun, and they've been coming to the classes. And the coaching that I do in these toddler classes is very light. And really, it's just more, again, about them learning to play golf without them really knowing that they're actually learning to play golf. And we started a task where they had to hit these soft foam balls over the top of a target, which was a noodle that was on the ground. And all of a sudden, we just start seeing this, what looks like a golf swing develop. And I haven't told him to do anything. My good friend, his father, hasn't told him to do anything. He's just started figuring it out. And I think it's just that we've been patient and given him a lot of different opportunities to simulate golf or make a golf swing on his own and let him figure out how to get that golf ball to fly into the air that he's just figured out on his own and it's been cool to watch and it really hasn't taken that long of a time and we've just both been patient with the process and now things are starting to develop into what looks like a golf swing and he absolutely loves golf and he loves coming to the golf classes and I think just with that being said his father and myself, I can say that as the adults involved, adults involved with that process, we've done our part so far. And I think we just have to carry on doing that. Now, a couple of things to take away. So when children are self-aware, they understand that how they see themselves may be different from how others see them. Children who are self-aware recognize their strengths and their challenges as opposed to being told them. And I think if they can recognize them themselves, it really helps them progress, thrive, and enjoy whatever it is they're doing even more. And self-awareness makes it easier for children to build self-esteem and speak up for what they need and what they want. And again, they start to realize these things on their own. We just have to be patient and give them time. Now, going back to what we talked about at the beginning of this episode was that Parents have awesome intentions, and I really do believe that. I, I mean, I've just been just blown away by the parents that I've been working with so far here in Carlsbad. I think they're just so supportive, whether they've already been in the game of golf or whether they're new to it. They really seem to just be out there and just trying to encourage and just be there for their children. It's been fun to watch. So, a reminder for all of you that are listening, and this goes back to Matt Reagan's episode from Operation 36, and I've said this over and over on the podcast because I just love it, and it's the goal as a parent. The goal he said was that you want to be able to play golf together with your children for the rest of your life. And if you think about that and just let that sink in, it's really going to allow you to do a few things. Number one, you're going to realize that there's a lot of time. You have time to play with your children. You have time to allow them to self-discover. There's time for them to progress in the game. There's time for them to have ups and downs. If they keep enjoying the sport, they're going to work their way through those ups and downs. And we're going to talk about some of those mistakes here in just a bit. But just remembering that there is time, I think, is going to help us all kind of sit back, relax a little bit, and be in the moment and enjoy the process. Another book that I have just recently read 
It's also from Lynn and Pia from Vision 54. And this book is called Golf Parent for the Future. So a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that I liked about this book was it talks about what it is that you can control as a parent. All right, so what you can control as a parent is your feedback, your body language, your attitude, your voice, what you focus on, and what questions you ask. Now, I'm going to go over also what they listed here of what you cannot control. You can't control your child's emotions. You can't control your child's performance, your child's motivation, where they rank or how they compare to other players, your junior golfer's focus, or even how your child answers questions. So think about those few things in there. I really like this part from the book, but it, it, it puts a perspective, at least for me as a parent, just thinking about what it is that I can actually control. And I like using this idea for players on the golf course as well is just letting p- players understand what it is that they can control. So for example, you can't necessarily control the result of the golf ball. I gave this analogy to a student yesterday. You could hit a really good shot. You could hit a tree and it could bounce off the tree and go in the water. Now you can't control how that ended up, or you could hit a great shot. It could end up in a divot. You can't control that, but you can actually control, or at least try to control your mind, your emotions, your thought process. You can control those things. But again, going back to us parents, we've got to think about, again, what it is that we can control and what we can't control. And I think if we work hard on the things that we can control to be able to provide a really encouraging and positive atmosphere around our junior golfers, I think our junior golfers are going to start to thrive and the relationships built between us and our junior golfers are going to be so much better. Now, another point I'd like to bring up too, this was from another great book that I read from Dave Malone, and he wrote the book, and we went over this in an earlier podcast, and it was Coaching Parents for the New Generation of Junior Golfers, and he talked about late and early bloomers, and this is actually something he and I were just messaging about just a few days ago, and again, it kind of goes back to that patience, and it also really is another good reminder that comparing our junior golfers to other junior golfers really doesn't make much sense because there are those junior golfers who are early bloomers and they start showing success really early. They figure things out, but that doesn't mean what their success is now is going to actually be what their success is later. And then vice versa, if you've got late bloomers who seem to be struggling compared to some of their other peers or the junior golfers that you see, that doesn't mean that they're going to struggle forever. And I've seen time and time again where actually even some of those late bloomers exceed some of the early bloomers just because they keep working hard, they're passionate, they're enjoying it longer, and they have something that they're trying to strive for and they keep chasing it. So really think about that. And every child progresses at different rates. Let's not compare them to other junior golfers and remind your children as well what it is they can control and what they can't control. And I think if we are constantly educating and involving the children into this process and this mindset, I think it's really going to help them bloom at whatever rate that may be. If you're worried about your junior golfer's golf swing, it's normal. However, there's a lot of other things involved in playing good golf. And one thing we have to keep in mind is that our body, our emotions, our mind, they change every single day. So 
things that, again, we can control, well, we've got to make sure that we're getting our body, our mind, and emotions in the correct state. And that is going to be more important for how you hit your shots on that day. And that was something I took away from Len and Pia, again, from Vision 54. Great stuff there. But it, it really put a perspective for me because I've had those golf lessons where a student comes one week, everything's going well. They're hitting good shots. They're having fun. They're trying out and exploring new things. They come back next week, can't get the ball in the air. They don't know why. I'm there scratching my head. I don't know why. But again, we have to think every day we're a little bit different. So one way we can help our junior golfers is see if we can help them get their mind, their body, their emotions kind of in in that correct state before going out. And I think it's going to help them out. Another thing that Lynn and Pia talked about, and this is good for both junior golfers and adults, but they talked about the BTT, which is if you can calibrate your balance, your tempo, and your tension, it's going to really help you out going out and playing golf. So if we can get the junior golfers on the golf course where they feel relaxed, they're enjoying themselves, I think they're going to really make sure that that last tee, that tension is going to be light, and they're going to perform better. But if they feel stressed and they're nervous out there, anything can happen. But really what we have to do is we've got to help them focus on things other than just their technique. And I love the balance, tempo, and tension mindset, especially before teeing off. And that was some good advice from uh, the two ladies at Vision 54. Mistakes, failure, dun, dun, dun. I was guilty of this. And I've talked about this before on a previous episode, and that was episode 22, Failure is a Feature with Gavin Grinvalwood. And I used to be guilty of just jumping in when I see a mistake or a bad swing and trying to help a junior golfer out right away after that mistake. Tell them what their problem was. Tell them how they made the mistake. But again, going back to that self-discovery, self-awareness, I wasn't giving them enough time to figure it out on their own. And mistakes and failure, that is part of the process. And we as adults, we have to, like Gavin said, we have to allow them the freedom to fail and make mistakes. If we don't, then they won't get any better. And just think about that for a second. Because we all do learn from our mistakes and our failures. And if we learn from them, we progress and we get better. But it's just part of the process. So Gavin said, if you get knocked over, what are you going to do? Give up? No. Get up, dust yourself off, and put one foot in front of the other. Perfect. Just remind your junior golfers of that. Encourage them that failure and mistakes is okay. Us as adults, when they make those mistakes... Let's just keep the environment positive. And I think that our children are going to start to realize that mistakes are okay. They're going to thrive from them. And man, I'll tell you what, they're going to progress not only in golf, but also through life. Most recently, I have taken this U.S. Kids Golf Certification course. It was fantastic. Although I have been coaching golf now for 10 years, there's still things for me to learn and improve on. And I really enjoyed this course and there was just, just so many takeaways, and that was why we had Jim Hardy on the last episode come on. He's one of the presenters of the U.S. Kids Coaching Certification course, and he talked about a lot of those really important key things to work on with junior golfers. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to that episode. It's episode 39, and one thing that they said was huge for me, which was make golf fun enough, long enough, so they can't get enough. And just that fun, positive environment for them, I think it's something that we can't overlook. And again, going back to 
all the different elements in the game of golf, we can't just think about technique. We've got to think about letting them discover golf. We've got to allow them to enjoy the sport. And again, going back to what we talked about earlier is let them play golf, learn golf without them even knowing that they're learning golf. And that's what's going to keep them in the game for a lifetime. So I really love that episode. I love the certification. And on top of that certification, we had to do a secondary one, which is the Positive Coaching Alliance. Huge, huge, huge online certification. For those of you listening, go check out their website. There's courses on there, not only for coaches, but also for parents. So a couple things that I want to talk about from the Positive Coaching Alliance, they have what's called the ELM or the ELM tree. And it's E-L-M. So the E stands for effort, the L stands for learning, and the M stands for mistakes. I think we have to remember as long as our junior golfers can give their best effort, learn, and are not afraid of mistakes, then they're going to be climbing that elm tree of mastery. And they'll be not only a winner in golf or sports, but more importantly, in life. So praising our junior golfers, let's praise them for those things. Let's praise them for their effort. Let's praise them for how hard they tried, not necessarily the result. Let's praise them when they're actually learning, asking questions, wanting to improve or wanting to dive deeper into the sport. And again, we can even praise them on their mistakes, praise them on their failures. I think that's going to give them so much confidence to go forward, not only just in golf, but in life. But we as adults, we have to praise these things. And if we praise these things, our children are going to turn into wonderful human beings and adults, not just again in in the sport they're playing, but in life. The certification that I did with the Positive Coaching Alliance, it was called the Double Goal Coach. The Double Goal Coach has a drive to win, but winning is not everything. They have a drive to win but also a drive in teaching life lessons along the way. And I think those two things are the balance that any coach that's listening to this episode or a parent, if you're going to be a coach of maybe t-ball or soccer, or maybe even help out at your local golf club with your child, let's remember that, that it's not all about winning. Sure, we can help them win, but that's not the only thing. We have to add in that we're teaching them life lessons. So life lessons Let's go back to some of those things, those values, our body language, how we speak, the questions that we ask them. Again, going back to what I talked about earlier about what it is that we can control, our attitude, the feedback we give. All of those things are going to be huge. And those add into some of those life lessons on top of just the etiquette and the honor of the game that we're teaching them. So let's remember all of us need to be a double goal coach and parents. If you're just in the parent role, I think your role is really just a big cheerleader. You're encouraging them out there. You're you're telling them how much you enjoy watching them and really, really keeping all the feedback extremely positive for them. So the last thing I want to talk about from the Positive Coaching Alliance was ROOTS. And that stands for rules, opponents, officials, teammates, and self. So first of all, the rules. Golf has a lot of rules. I think it actually probably has too many rules. But generally speaking, the rules keep the game fair. And it also keeps junior golfers safe. So let's remind them to not 
work against the rules or bend them, but respect the role they play in golf. And those are what the rules are. Now, as opponents, it's really interesting with the game of golf because you do play with other players. And I was talking about this yesterday in our nine-hole event for Operation 36 was you don't need to compare yourself to what the other person is doing because really you all have the same goal, and that's to shoot 36 for the nine holes. So you're playing against the golf course. So really, your opponent is the golf course. However, I know it's very easy to get caught up in what the playing partners are doing in your group. So just remember that we want them, we want to respect them. And there's a great book. It's from Jim Thompson. It's called Fierce and Friendly. And in Fierce and Friendly, the suggestion is is that opponents are what we should strive to be and have in competition. Now, the officials, if you do play in tournaments, there are going to be some rules officials. Usually it's going to be a coach. But the officials are doing the best they can to enforce the rules and maintain a safe environment for play. And just remember that they are people too. They're doing the best that they can. And there is never an excuse for disrespecting officials. So as adults, as players, as other coaches, let's remember to respect the officials out there. Now, teammates. This is an interesting one because in golf, everybody thinks and sees it as an individual sport. Well, there are junior golf programs such as the PGA Junior League where you have teammates. But let's just think internally. Who are the teammates for junior golfers? Well, the teammates are maybe the parent who could be their caddy. So we want to encourage junior golfers to respect their teammates, whether it's their parent as their caddy or their coach, because they are all part of the team. And if we can really help them learn and understand how important the teammates are, that are working with them, I think they'll have a lot more respect for everybody that's around them. And finally, self. Now, I would say that this is probably the most important thing, and so does the Positive Coaching Alliance. And you have to respect yourself in order to uphold an honorable approach in golf. So, you should set high standards and live up to them. So here's my final thoughts and takeaway for all of you listening, is let's remember the goal. As parents, you want to play golf with your junior golfer for the rest of your life. So check in on your values for your children. If you've written them down from previous episodes, which I highly recommended, go back and look what those values are. Reflect on them, review them regularly, because then that's going to stop us making some of those silly decisions and doing things that actually are a little bit against what our true values are. But really, it's going to help keep that positive encouragement along the way through the journey. And remember to separate who they are from what they do, all right? So remember that they are children, they are children, they are children. Even if they're playing good golf, let's not treat them like professional golfers. Even if they play poorly, let's not treat them poorly. And just remember who they are and let's just separate that. And finally, the last words of encouragement you should have for your junior golfer is... I love watching you play. I'm going to end it with that. I hope you all got some good takeaways from this episode. Hearing me talk about this letter. It's a verbal letter to you parents out there. I think you're all doing a wonderful job. Your intentions are great. And keep up the good work. Thank you very much.